0: Praise the Lord, and thank you for joining us at the Upper Room Church. Listen in as Pastor Johnson teaches the Word of God, gives us encouragement, and midweek refuel to run this spiritual race. Tonight's lesson will be entitled, Did You Ask God About It? Well, I want to use this for a topic today. So people can remember a topic. They can remember a text or a topic something that you go off there. But random talking and speaking, sometimes it's kind of, kind of hard to uh, uh, put a pin to it or uh, uh, put a name to it and say, well, what were you talking about? But when you, when you put a title to it or a subject or something like that, you can kind of remember uh, which way the conversation was going. So this evening, our conversation is going like this right here, using for a topic, uh, getting God's approval. Getting God's approval uh, about our plans, our decisions, and our activity. In other words, I would break that down. Uh, my title is Getting God's Approval, but I can break that down a little bit lower uh, uh, and, and reduce it a little bit lower. I would say, uh, did you ask God about it? That's all what we're going to get into here now. And the scripture that I want to use is Proverbs, the third chapter. I read this scripture for years, and years, weeks, and months, and months, but you know what, just this past week, I've been off this week, I'm on vacation, I go back Monday, and just this past week, I got a whole new outlook on Proverbs 3, and what it meant, and uh, what he's saying to us in the book of Proverbs, the third chapter, did you ask God about it, did you get God's approval? Uh, Let's get right into it, okay? And uh, of course we're gonna pray for those afterwards um that are so in desperate need of prayer that God will help them and uh strengthen them uh as they go through what they have to go through this week. Our family members, some of our family uh relatives, um maybe sick, maybe injured, uh, going through something, even 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 you or, or ourselves. Uh we just uh a a prayer for the blessings and the, the help prosperity of God Almighty to uh continue to stay um in all of our lives. And I want to encourage all of you uh work very hard and pray that um don't allow Satan to uh stress you. The devil love to stress all of us. Uh I've been doing well all this week getting over the sniffle that I had and uh is beginning to stop <clears throat> doing what it was doing draining and uh so I'm in I'm in uh I won't say I'm 100 but I feel 95 so that's pretty close to 100 right I'm pretty much there pretty outside today I was up in this house I wanted to get out there and run around but uh no not yet so um uh, uh, uh maybe by Thursday, when tomorrow Thursday, the Lord's willing Friday. Uh, I think I'm gonna get out of this house and and uh, enjoy uh the beautiful outside. All right, so let's get into the word here. Uh Proverb the uh third chapter. I read this all the time, even for our offering scripture. But I'm telling you on this week just being Shut up in this house i got a whole new outlook on what proverb three means and uh i don't know if i've been fully been applying it to my life and uh if i haven't been fully applying it to my life i'm pretty sure some of y'all haven't been fully applying it to your life also because you got to get it from the top you got to get it from the head so let's take a look at proverbs 3. We're going to read read it down. One of my favorite. Been reading this this book for years. First one says, uh, "My son." Now, now the writer of Proverbs is um, is known to be uh, Solomon. Solomon was uh, one of the wisest men that ever lived. Now we we went through the book of Proverbs. We you know several books I've gone through with you all. We studied it in, in its entirety from the beginning to the end uh proverb is one of the books that we've gone i've gone through with you all probably twice proverb has uh thirty one uh books and we went through all 30, 31 books chapter one to verse chapter thirty one and uh, uh actually proverb is a book of uh is a book of advice book of wisdom there's a book of instructions. It's filled with instructions. And when I first started teaching on Proverbs, I never will forget when I first started teaching on Proverbs at our church there, um, I had a group of people that, uh, that actually left the church when I was teaching on Proverbs. Uh, proverb tells you so many stuff. Now, he said, my son, don't do this. My son, I take heed to this. My daughter, my children, do this, do that, do that. And I, I don't know what it was. Some of them, they just didn't want to hear. When I told them we were going through a study of Proverbs, uh, I know one particular family, they uprooted and they left. Uh, proverb is a book of instruction. I don't know about you, but I need all the instruction I can get on how to live down here in this world, how to get along with my neighbors, how to get along with my brothers and my sisters, uh, how to uh, just live this Christian life. I need all the instruction I want and I I, I I can get and I want it because, hey, I'm the turtle to make heaven my home. So proverb is not offensive to me. Proverbs tell a man how to treat his wife. Proverbs talk to a woman how to be toward her husband. Proverbs talk about family in general. Proverbs tell you how to find uh, the kind of woman that you're looking for. Uh, it, it helps you find the kind of man that you're looking for. Uh, Proverbs is just, it um, tell the children how they should be. Proverbs is just a good educational book. And I don't know why anyone would not want this instruction. But anyway, uh, chapter 3, Proverbs. Let's take a look at it and see what he's saying here. Chapter three, Proverb verse number one said, He starts out by saying, My son, I I like the way uh the writer starts it all. He, he starts it all by uh just like he's talking to his own children. He said, My son, forget not my law. So these are the words of the Lord Ruth Solomon to God's people. We are his sons and his daughters. And And, you know, uh, most leaders that are spiritual uh, and uh, planted by God, they mostly look at their parishioners, their followers, as his children and as his daughter. That's what Paul did. All the churches that Paul planted, he looked at all those converts that came through and that were one and a, a member of the church that he planted uh he looked at them as the, his children and his daughters and um uh, and he talked to them that way to them as a father now some people can't always handle that so i know some of the um younger pastors may may not fit that mold as a father figure but most seasoned pastor Folks will fit the mold as a fatherly figure to the young people, uh, the middle-aged people, uh, and uh, just to the to the body in itself. You can talk to them, and of course, the older saints. You can refer to them as, uh, you know, uh, refer to them not as uh, your sons or your daughter, uh, but you can refer to them another way is uh your work in the lord you know my brothers and sisters in the body of christ my mothers and my fathers in the body of christ my spiritual spiritual children you know in the spirit realm i never forget a long time ago we had a brother in our church but jones a lot of people don't remember him socrates Jones. he had a unique name socrates the one thing about history you know about a man named socrates a a great philosopher his parents named him socrates after uh after the great philosopher Socrates a very unusual name and uh Brother Jones was uh well in his um uh in age I don't know exactly how old he was at this time, but uh, at that time when he joined us he was probably in his sixties, and I was uh probably in my fifties and uh I always referred to Brother Jones uh uh of course he's old enough to be my father, but I always uh teased him and told him, well, you're old enough to be my dad, but uh in the spirit realm, I'm your spiritual father, amen, all right, let's take a look at this right here y'all uh proverbs thirty three in verse one said, my son, my son, forget not my law, my teachings, the things that I've told you about in life, but well, he said, but let them but let that heart keep mine uh commandments. And and if you keep the things that I told you, uh if you follow the instruction that I gave you, here's what it do. Now this is coming down straight from God Almighty through Solomon to the family, God's people. Now if you keep my commandments and uh my law, here's what it'll do for length of days and long life, and peace to the end of the day. So everybody, I don't know anybody, I don't know anyone that really don't wanna live a a good life. Uh, Martin Luther King said longevity. He would love to have longevity. Longevity don't belong to everybody because we know babies getting killed and murdered at an early age. But most people in their right mind will 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 like to live a a wife of a wife of old age. But here is here's a key right here that that God is uh, given to Solomon to give to his uh, his listeners, his followers, his children in the Lord that's under him. He said, "Now if you keep my commandments, you keep my law. Don't forget it. Here's what to do for length of days and long life." And peace upon the earth should it add to you. I believe that the people of God, one way to extend your time up on earth is to live a Christian godly life. Now, somewhere I read in this Bible, I can go get it if you just want to make me go and get it. But I want you to uh, uh, trust me that I read it. The Bible said that bloody... And mean men won't live out half their days. Them old bad guys out there in the street doing bad things, bank robbers, drug dealers, and dealers living this fast life—they won't live out half their day. You hear the old folks say they ain't gonna live out half their days. That's true, and it's in the Bible. I can go get it, but I don't, I don't want to turn there. We'll get it. I get it for you another time. You can, you can, you can Google it, research, and look it up uh google uh bloody and mean means and uh, it'll pull a, it'll pull the scripture up for you, but anyway uh the Lord said now if you be obedient and you do what I ask you to do, God said for length of life now this is this is not a guarantee for every human being human being on planet earth everybody's not gonna be blessed to live a long life length of days and long life on the planet earth everybody's not blessed to do that because Some good people do die young. Uh, A lot of the apostles, uh, many of them didn't live uh, to get old because they were persecuted uh, uh, for teaching the word of God. Many of them was, uh, you know, John the Baptist, Jesus' first cousin. You know, he lost his head. He was beheaded for teaching and preaching the things of God. And so even Jesus Christ, when he was on planet Earth, he was 33 years old. So he didn't live to be uh longevity not up on earth but in the spirit realm uh he 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 always exists and throughout eternity always will exist but uh down here in this old mean world you can be minding your own business long come a fool and can hurt you uh I will I remember an accident that happened not long ago this lady on her way home from work beautiful young lady had a family and on her way home from work a fool down on uh, 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 what's it, a parkway, a ridgeway, uh, ran into her dead T-Bone right into the side of her door and uh, speeding and ran into her door and it claimed her life. And that uh, silly man got out of the car, looked straight into the camera up on the pole and walked away. I don't know if they ever found him or uh, I didn't hear the end of what happened to him. He looked dead into the camera, and walked away from the scene. And he took this beautiful young lady's life. She had a husband, had children, working a job. He took her life. So sometimes you can you can be uh, doing the right thing. You can be a good person. Good people do die young. Martin Luther King died young. Good man. So good people do die young. But for the most part. God is giving us a, a remedy here that can extend some of our lives. The devil's not going to claim everybody's life. He's not going to take everybody's life. God's going to bless some people to live to be a good old age. It might be you. It might be somebody else. It maybe me. We don't know. Let's just do God's will and hope and pray to God protect us, and, and verse 2 will be fulfilled in our life. He said, for a list of days. And long life and peace. Everybody want peace, right? Shall they add to you the word of God can bring this into our life? Now, whether we get it on this side of the planet or we get it when we go to heaven to be with Jesus, one way or the other, we're going to be blessed in the length of days and a good long life and peace is going to be added unto us. Whether I get it here or whether I get it on the other side of heaven. The the devil is a lie. We will get it. Verse 2, we'll be fulfilled in our lives one way or the other because we love Jesus. Now, verse 3. He said, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Don't always have mercy and always uh, hang on to truth. Uh, Don't forsake it. Bind them about thy neck. Wipe them up on the table of thy heart. Mercy and truth. Always have mercy on somebody. Uh, don't be so mean and don't so down on other people. Uh, you never know when you might need a, a, a hand up or hand out of mercy. We all need mercy. Person that uh, wants mercy should be willing to show mercy if 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 it need to be extended. Uh, let's not be uh, so hard on people, uh, 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 and, and you know, in what they might be doing because uh, God is a compassionate God, and he had mercy on all of us. I was in my sins, you was in your sins, and the Lord had mercy on us. So a person can be, oh, you gotta be hard on me, you gotta be hard on me. The Lord knew the shape all of us was in, but he was so loving, so kind, he had mercy on all of us, and he went to the cross and died for my sin. So sometimes we had to be careful. Sometimes people think because they're doing so well, they want to be hard on other people who might not be doing as well as them. So always be merciful, my brother. Always be merciful and kind to people that are, might be a little bit less fortunate than you. Uh, merciful and true. Uh, don't forsake it. Bind them about their neck. Write them up on the table of their heart. Verse number four. So shall I find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Now, listen to what I just said. If you If you don't forsake mercy, if you have mercy, and you don't forsake truth, you take mercy and truth, bite it around your neck, the Lord said you'll find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. If I'm a merciful person, you are a merciful person and show compassion to others, I can find favor in the sight of God and in the sight of man, and I also can find have good understanding. Now, verse 5, and 6 and 7 is where I want to go. Now, this is key. This is where I'm, where I'm going. Uh, verse number 5. It said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. This is key, y'all. And then it said, lean not unto thy own understanding. This is key. We have to trust the Lord with all of our heart. I did say trust man. But we got to trust the Lord with all of our heart. And then he said, lean not to our own understanding. Don't, don't depend on so much the way you see things. Well, the way I see it and the way I feel about it, don't always trust the way you feel about it or the way you see it because you're just a man. You're just a woman. And you can see it absolutely wrong. I can see it absolutely wrong. Uh, I, never, I, I remember listening to a pastor uh, that I follow out in Texas. I think a lot of him, and and he was saying that um, he believes he's right about whatever he's saying. I believe I'm 100% right uh, until I'm proven wrong, and that's a good way to look at it. I'm right about everything I say until I'm proven wrong. Now, if I'm not proven wrong, or if someone can't show them that I'm wrong, of course I have to continue believing what I'm what I'm saying. I gotta have confidence in my in my own self. I believe that the teaching that I'm giving is is from the Lord, a hundred percent from the Lord, and God is backing it. I believe that with all my heart, and uh, it would be foolish of me not to believe in what I'm putting out. Well I might be teaching the truth. I don't know. You never hear me say that. I'm teaching the truth. And uh, as far as I know I'm teaching the truth. And the only way I won't believe I'm not teaching the truth is God show me uh it show me that I'm not, and that God will send somebody uh which book chapter verse, and verse in scripture to show me that I'm not, and until then I believe that I am and a man. Uh it, it's no more it is just an honorable thing for a man to walk in the wisdom that he has until he can see them. So uh you'll find good understanding in the favor in the light of man and God if we uh if we let mercy and truth uh uh take it and put it around our neck and uh, trust in it and believe in it and do it. Now, uh verse number five again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. I'm not leaning to my understanding. I want to lean to what the Lord said. Because my understanding is really, uh, is it's, it's not, it's about Thomas. Uh, it's what I've learned and what I know. So I'm not leaning it. You know, one thing about verse 5, lean not to your own understanding. I don't trust, I don't trust uh, my own heart. You ever heard anybody say that? I do not trust my own heart. You know, people say uh here people say this right here about your dreams and your goals. They said, Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Just trust your heart. I don't trust my heart. My heart has led me down many, many wrong roads. The Bible says the heart is the heart of man is uh desperately wicked and who can know it. So I never tell anybody, follow your follow your heart. Just you 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 just do keep doing what you're doing and follow your heart, man. Your heart will lead you wrong. I follow the heart of God. Then I know I won't go wrong. But my heart will lead me wrong. So many times my heart have told me, said, which way should I do? What should I do? And, 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 and a little voice, <laughs> a little voice told me, do this, do that. And I did it, and it was wrong. Well, you got to always be listening to God's voice in the heart of God. Seek him. Seek him through scripture. Seek him through prayer to make sure that uh, you're led the right way. So he said, now trust in the Lord, that's key, with all of your heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Don't lean to your side. Too many of us are really caught up in ourselves. Don't be that way. Don't be caught up into yourself. Don't be caught up in what you think, what you know it. But what God said. I'm sure, I'm sure what you've learned and what you read and, and what you what you learned in school and education, of course, uh there's always room for improvement. Always leave the light on. Always leave the door open because you know we are ever learning and we're ever increasing in faith. So don't ever close the door on learning. Don't ever think that you know everything that you need to know. You know a lot. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. You know a lot. But don't close the door on a little bit more. Follow what I'm saying? There's always a little bit more to learn. Somebody can always help you with that. Help you with a little bit more understanding. So always leave the door open, my brother. Always leave the door open, my sister, for a little bit more understanding. And God will bless you for that. Now, verse 6. Verse, I think God verse 5. Verse 6 is powerful, and this is where I got my thought from. Uh, now, check out verse number 5. It says, now, in all your ways, all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And if you do this, notice what he said he'll do. And he shall direct thy path. God gave me new insight on this verse right here this week since I've been at home in the house reading my bible every day looking at scripture he gave me new insight on this verse and and into what it really means in all your ways thomas in all your ways acknowledge him now I looked up this word acknowledge you know what it means recognize everything that you go to do that I go to do we ought to recognize God. In other words, let me put it to you like this. So you help you understand, acknowledge him. Here uh, here's a person that uh that I say uh I say you uh okay, say you, you come into a room, a, a room full of guests, a room full of people, and uh you come in and a person is up speaking, carrying on a meeting or uh, a party or a function or a meeting, and you come in you're a notable person you come in you are somebody you 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 known and uh you you educated, and you uh you have a great input and you have uh uh all own things and you can you're very helpful and very knowledgeable of some things a person that that knows that about you when you walk into the room. That person will acknowledge you. That person will acknowledge your presence. That person will. All I'm saying is that person will recognize you. Well, y'all, we're we're, we're glad that uh, uh, brother uh, board has walked in the room. Acknowledge him, brother board is here, y'all. Very good man, uh, brother Johnson is here, y'all. Very good man, Uh whoever it might be, Sister Soros is here, y'all. So. Uh, Acknowledge means uh, uh, to recognize, to recognize uh, a person, a man or a woman, a boy and girl. Well, of course, you know, if the president of the United States came to our church, you know, it would would be the right thing for me to do to recognize him, to acknowledge him, because he's a notable person, right? Yeah. And this all the Lord is asking us to do about him. In all your ways, acknowledge him, recognize god so in in in, in, in 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 our in our plans in our decision makings in our activities in our goals, whatever you planning to do in life, the Lord says, if you just acknowledge me, I direct you I direct you, you know i got a lot of decisions I have to make. I make a lot of tough decisions concerning our church, concerning what we're going to do, concerning a, a lot of things in ministry. What should I do, Lord? What should I say? And I have to make a lot of decisions. And those of you that are running business, businesses, and sometimes you run into a, run into a knot where you don't know what to do. And you need advice. In a, a job that you're working on, you need advice. And the Lord says, in all your ways, if you just acknowledge me, if you recognize me, I'll direct you. I'll direct you. And you know, my brothers and my sisters, when God directs you, you can't go wrong. You will not go wrong. Now, that's what this word acknowledge means. It means to recognize. Uh, it also means uh uh to uh, take advice, advice. It means uh, instruction. It means direction. God'll tell you which way to go. How many times have you been your back a bit, been uh, uh, up against the wall, and you don't know which way to go? You need guidance, right? But I don't know really what to do. A lady, a lady was was talking to me the other day, and I wouldn't dare tell you her name. Uh, a dear lady. And and she's facing a dilemma. And and here's 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 her dilemma. Uh it's twofold. Well, uh one is uh she wants to get a better car. I told me I'd like to have a new car. I said, Yeah, okay. And but here's the deal. Uh her her, her, her uh, she wants to buy a home. She wants a home for her children. And she said, What do you think about this? A car broke down. Well, of course, she got another car. It's, a, it's another car she can get by for right now. A car needs a transmission. She said, what do you think about this? i like to have a, uh, everybody around her saying, girl, go on, go on out there and get you a new car. God is good, honey. God is good. Go on get you another car. And uh, she been wanting a home for her children for the last year or so. Tired of paying rent. She will to get a home. And that's a wonderful thing, and everybody, all oh, go on get there. I take you out there. I take you out there. Go on get that car, girl. And, uh, and she asked me about it. I told her the same. I talked to her about what a man told me years ago, when I was living in Fraser. And I was thinking about, uh, uh, we're thinking about buying another house uh, where we are right now, uh, a little bit bigger house than what we had in Fraser and uh i was talk to my co-worker because i was thinking about buying a, a car also and he said, Thomas, i'm gonna tell you what a man told me just, just uh, a real estate man the real estate man told me that he said man you want a house right yeah i want a house he said if you buy that car you're not gonna get that house not right now i said what he said yeah, we told me He said, man he ain't lying if you buy a car before you buy a house it goes against you on your and showing where your priorities really are and they're going to be a little reluctant to give you the house if you get the car first. So the wise thing to do is save your money, get the house for you and your family and you always get a car down the road. That's the way you do it. That's that's counsel. That's direction. That's, that's good advice. And so that's the advice that the man gave him and he told me the same thing, and I was thinking about getting a car. He said, if you get that car, because your car not going to run you about two, $300 a month, maybe 4 He said, man, they're going to look at that right there. It's going to be hard for you to get a house. You know what I did? I put that car on pause. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I put that car on pause, and I saved my duckies and I and, and I got a house. And after I got the house, later on, uh, it wasn't long the car came. So, uh, I said this to say this right here, uh, to the young lady that, that asked me that, uh, and don't try to figure out who it is, I'm just giving you advice, oh, you're about to try to figure out who you talking about. Come on y'all, stop it. Now, uh, to the young lady that I told I said, look, here's what I would do. I know you want a car, transmission went out in the other one, and the other one that you do have is the hoopty, but it will get you to point A and point B. You want a house for your children, right? Yeah, I want a house for my family. I said, get the house first, and I and, and Lord knows, you can you gonna get that you gonna get that car. God's gonna open a way. He gonna open the windows. He gonna make a blessing. Make a, he gonna open make a way for you to get that car. But get the house first. It's priority. It's very very important. You gotta have your priorities right, y'all. Some people go out and get the car, and you be five years getting the house. Some people they'll they'll go out and uh spend all their money, they'll go shopping and know they gotta pay rent. Some people go out to the mall and they <laughs> they, they buy everything they need and they ain't paid the light bill. They ain't bought no groceries. Come on, priorities. This is what God said, uh in all our ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. He won't lead you down the wrong road because he gonna help you get your priorities straight and get them in order. Do the right thing. We can't do, we don't know the right thing to do. Listen to all these voices, get the car, get the car. Child, I can't sleep in no car. You can't sleep in a car. You you don't want to keep up with the Joneses uh, like that. You know, so uh, the Lord is saying if we acknowledge him, if we will seek him for counsel, seek him for advice, seek him for guidance and direction and instruction, Uh, he'll direct our path and we'll make the right decision every time. You know, Lord knows. Now, for years, for years, uh, coming up, I'm I'm moving right along. you get where I'm going. I'm talking about, my point is, did you ask God about it? A lot of us, we we didn't ask God about it. We didn't have a talk with God about it before we went out and did it. For years, earlier in our marriage, the wifey didn't work. I was the only source of income. I worked and took care of everything, just one income. where well, a lot of families, my friends and, and colleagues, they, are, they work, their wives work, uh, but we chose not to go that route. Stay home and raise these children and teach them their ABCs so they won't be a dummy when they go to school and teach them their yes ma'am and no ma'am and yes sir and all the good stuff and be there for them, get them off to a good start early in life so they'll pay off later in life. And uh, and it did, and so I was the only I was the breadwinner, and so I had to really seek God for a lot of guidance and a lot of instruction. I couldn't afford to go out and do stupid, you know, because I was the only breadwinner. I I had to pay the rent, the 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 the, the house note, and the light bills, and the grocery. I couldn't go out and do stupid, so I looked to God often, all the time. About what to do, because only one good mess up with me and me and my family'll be outdoors. Am I making sense? Only and only take one good mess up with me and me and my family won't have groceries this week. So I seek the Lord and I talk to the Lord often for direction. I don't care what the Joneses said, man. Go and get you a better car. That car lean to the side, let it keep on leaning. The Lord going to make a way, you know, but I wouldn't, I couldn't afford to go out and do stupid because if I did, it would cause my family to suffer. Am I making sense to somebody? So I did what verse six said a, a lot, a often in my life, in all my ways, I always acknowledge him. I I recognize him and I, and I saw advice from him. And I I looked for counsel from him, so I wouldn't make the horrible mistakes that others made. Because I really couldn't afford it, because there was only one source of income at that time. I could I couldn't afford to make I couldn't afford to make those mistakes like that. And so the Lord saved me from a lot of headaches and a lot of heartaches because uh I I obeyed verse number six, uh and and this was this was what I lived by. In all my ways, Lord, what you want me to do? If I'm gonna do something I talk to God about. It. This is what advice is about. And so this is what the Lord is telling us, and this is what he gave me a little bit newer insight on. What you thinking about doing, brother? Did you talk to God about it? Did you run that by him, sister? What you thinking about doing? Huh? Did you did you talk to him about that? Well, I'm thinking um, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to Leave my husband. Did you, did you learn that by God? You just, you just talk to your family about that. You talk to your sister about that. You talk to your brother about that and he ain't got no wife. <laughs> you you talk to your sister about that and she ain't got no husband. Don't you listen to them foolish people. Did you learn that by God? Man, I make some stupid decisions sometimes, but everything stupid that a man does or did, don't warrant don't warrant it uh, kicking them to the curb. Some things uh, warrant uh, a good, strong talking. Something warrant warrant uh, getting some, going to see a marriage council. warrant uh warrant uh, getting some advice from your pastor about how to handle this matter. Everything that a man do in life and everything that a woman do in life don't automatically warrant uh, getting a divorce, y'all, because you're going divorce him Divorce her and you can get something nine, ten times worse. So sometimes you know you know what you got. You better invest a little bit more in it. You might have to slap them upside the head a little bit, make them start thinking straight. But it all it don't always warrant uh getting rid really of what you got. But always uh rooted by God. Am I making sense to somebody? I'm just trying to make it plain. And this is what verse 6 is saying to me, to y'all, today. And this is what I do. I run it by God. Lord, I need to talk to you about something. Something is troubling my heart, and uh, it, it's it's pretty big. And I don't know exactly what to do about it. And uh, to keep from doing stupid or do making the wrong decision, I want to run this by you. And so I want to encourage you all going forward from this day forward, whatever you think about doing, uh, here's the, here's, here's the deal. Did you talk to God about it? Did you run that by Him? Uh, 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 after you told Him about it, did you uh, 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 pray? Continue to pray and wait on an uh, answer. And, and, and it won't hurt you. Here's the way. Here's the way I, I, I encourage all of you to do it. When you when you when you talk to God about it, when you run it by Him, tell Him what you want to do. Uh, you want to answer? Ask Him to give you a sign. The Lord, that's what He did in the Bible. Danny and all them boys, when they were doing different things, they said, Lord, give me a sign that uh, this is you, this is your approval. Uh, give me a sign if, if this is what you want me to do. Uh, you name it. Just name it. Give me some kind of sign that uh, this is the way you want me to go. And I guarantee you somebody will come through there and they're allowed to say what you've been thinking or, uh, or reaffirm what you were thinking and, and, and validate what you were thinking and uh It'll make good sense. God's got a way of letting you know that this is this decision from him. So verse number six, in all your way, recognize him. He's in the room. Don't you overlook that, man. If you, all of us have been overlooked before, right? You know how I feel to be overlooked. Man, I was here at this meeting. He didn't call my name. He didn't recognize me. He didn't say I was in the room. He didn't say, glad to have me here today. He just didn't recognize me at all that's shameful and when you when you do a person like that you you may uh uh if if you're not very very careful you you could lose that person friendship uh a uh, conversation you could lose it all altogether if you uh uh continue to not recognize that individual don't do that that's bad business always recognize your friend I don't care. If you are among millionaires, always recognize your people. I don't care if they you made it to the top and they still in the ghetto. Recognize that man. We grew up together. We played ball together. We ran the streets together. We did this together. Recognize him, and uh, uh, and, and, and 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 that's very very important. You you never never forget. Never never forget. Uh, where you came from, and I miss, am I making sense, y'all? Don't ever really forget where you came from. I know some people. Lord bless them to rise up, and get out to get, and move on. They forget where they came from. Won't have nothing to do with those people. Look, you were those people that once was on. Once upon a time, you were those people. So I never forget where I come from. I know I came from the country right out there in Fayette County, right out there in Somerville, went to Fayette well. What's a little school right there in Mason? I forgot the name of that school, uh, Mason Elementary or something. But anyway, i never forget where I came from. Now, notice what I'm saying. He said, in all of our ways, acknowledge him, recognize him, and he will direct you. past. That's what I want you to understand tonight. That's where I'm going. Did you get his approval? Did you ask him about it? He, and, and, and if you do that, he said, he will direct. He was direct. I don't know nobody that God ever led wrong. God led Abraham from where he was uh, to a better land, a land of flowing milk and honey. God led the children of Israel, Moses, from where they were down there in slavery to to the promised land, milk and honey, to a better land. All the bi- people in the Bible that God ever told them, "Look, get out of here. Go where I- I'm going to tell you where you need to go," and, 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 and it benefited him. And his family, everybody, with with when God bless Abraham, it benefited Abraham and his family. When God bless Moses, it benefited Moses and all people that were with him. When when God bless you as a leader and a priest of your house, it gonna benefit you and everybody that with you. So you don't want to mess up, man. You 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 could cause you could cause your family to be in bad shape, be in the poorhouse, be raggedy. So whatever you do, run it by God. Lord, I'm thinking about one more house. Lord, I'm thinking about one more car. I was telling the man the other day, the car that I have, a Toyota been a great car to me. This car has been so good to me. I drove this Toyota camera for I don't drove for about twenty years. Only thing I ever done is put a battery in it and put a an alternator belt on it. Great car. Twenty years. I was sharing with a man, I said, you know what? I'm, a, I'm I'm I want another car, but I'm waiting until God opens the door to get it. I ain't gonna go out and, and, and do the wrong thing. I'm a, I'm running it by God now. Until you are still running fine, but I want to bless somebody else with it. So let them. That tell you probably got another two hundred thousand miles in there. i will let somebody else get the rest of them two hundred out. I'm asking. I'm I'm gonna run it by God first, and the Lord says, go do it. Then I know. I have his guidance and I have his direction and I won't suffer behind it. And so I'm running about God about, uh, in all our ways, acknowledge him. He's in the room and I'm acknowledging him, asking him for advice and instruction. I want another car to give me 20 more years, uh, 25 more years. I don't want to drive until till you die. Let somebody get the rest of what's in there out. And, and I want to get, I want, I want the rest of the time The other 20 years or whatever the years I'm going to be driving, uh, I I, I want to drive something else. I won't drive that Toyota 40 years. No, no. Let somebody else enjoy that. So I'm asking God for another vehicle. Okay? And I ain't trying to be like no Joneses. Forget the Joneses. Okay? So what I'm saying, I just use that as, as an analogy, just make myself transparent. So what I'm saying is, whatever you do in life, worry about God. That's my point. Did you talk to him about it? Worry about him now. If he said, okay, he'll direct you to to the blessing. If he said, hold up, wait, then you hold up and you wait. And you'll be glad you did. Now, I'm going to show you now a little bit more I want to talk about here. Look, you see, one reason why we want to uh, I, I seek God's advice and instruction is because, He's a counselor. Look at look at the word of the Lord. Look, go to another scripture. Isaiah the ninth chapter. Isaiah nine. Turn on a few pages. We know Old Testament. Isaiah nine, the ninth chapter. Let me show you something about Jesus. Isaiah, the ninth chapter, in verse number six. Always oh, run about God now. Run about Him and see what He says. Isaiah nine and six. is says, "For unto us a child is born." Unto us a son is given, talking about Jesus. And then it says, and the government shall be up on his shoulders. The government is nothing but rules and regulations. It's going to be on Jesus' shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Ain't, ain't the Lord Wonderful, y'all? Jesus is so wonderful. He's wonderful. Then says, his name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. There's the reason why uh, uh, the prophet said, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path because he is a counselor. What does a counselor do? Advise you, direct you, give you instruction. So always run it by him. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So uh, when I run into a knot, a, a I have to talk to my counselor. You know, now, now, since, since I said the word counselor, you know, something about the english language let me, let me give you this Something about the english language we have so many words that uh that sound alike but they have different meanings when you look at the word council council okay c-o-u-n-s-e-l that's council write this down y'all y'all got your pen write this down two words for council c-o-u-n-s-e-l that's council That's another word called counsel. C-O-U-N-C-I-L. That's counsel. Now looking at these two words, counsel. C-O-U-N-C-I-L. You write that down? C-O-U-N-S-E-L. That's counsel. Both of them are counsel. But you know what? In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will counsel you. Now, the C-O-U-N-C-I-L, I don't... I don't give a hill of beans too much about that council, because this council is a different kind of council from the council that we talk about in the Bible that you're learning about God. This council right here, C-O-U-N-C-I-L, that's a council like, you can all, everybody can identify with city council, right? This council is a group of people, city council, people on the council board, people on the school board, it's a group of people. And uh, they they make the advice. They give the instruction. They give they give out what they think is going is going to be. Well, city council passed a rule that hey, everybody gotta have. Uh, everybody uh, don't have to go through inspection no more. Okay, city council passed that. Uh, this council is a group of people. C O U N C I L. That's a group of people. Council. I don't care nothing much, very much about a group of people. People council because a group of people council can lead you to hell and lead you astray, lead you wrong. But the C-O-U-N-S-E-L, this counselor, is counsel from an individual. This is advice or instruction from a person. And this person is God, y'all. This is God. You want counsel from God, not a group of people. So it's spelled different. I want the counsel from God. So in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct the path. He'll give you advice, he'll give you instruction. You'll get counsel from a person. God, God will counsel you and you can't go wrong. Light came on. Light came on. He's, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Person doing this, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go a little bit further. I got another script scripture want to give. We going to, I'm gonna let you go. That's Isaiah nine six. Write that down. You can look back in. Now look at look at Psalms. Psalms are uh, the next chapter. Uh, right in front of Proverbs. Turn on Psalms. Psalms nine. One of the reasons why we we ought to always uh, acknowledge Him, get His approval. He's in the room. Don't you ignore? Don't you ignore Him? Don't you ignore Him? Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Always ask Him about it. Always, my brother, always run it by him. And if you do, I guarantee you will not go wrong. You won't go wrong. When I went years ago when I bought that Toyota, I said, Lord, I need a good car. Because I pick folks up to go to church. And I need a good car to get us to church back and forth. Will you will you help me pick a good car? And uh and the Lord said, Go on out there to call Matt. Now, we went on out there to a car match. And I told him, man, I need a good car. And Lord, lead me right to that Toyota and Camry. And I'm telling you, it ain't been nothing but a good car. So, uh, advice, instruction, and counsel. And God directed me. And, and he would direct your path. And you won't go wrong. And that's, that's, kind of, that's what I like. I don't want to go wrong in what I go do. I don't want to go wrong. I don't want to make a boo-boo, all right? Now, uh, Psalms 9, verse 9 through uh, 20, check this out. This is one reason reason why I I, I seek him uh, in all my ways as as him. Verse 9 says, the the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed and a refuge in a time of trouble. Now, y'all know what refuge is. Refuge is shelter, protection, safety. And then what he said, the Lord shall be a refuge for the oppressed. What you let know, us a lot of people that are oppressed. People are oppressed now. The government that we have, uh it's it is it, it oppressed for a lot of people. Uh the poor people can't hardly make it. Uh grocery high, food high, uh uh gas high, rent high, everything high, and and then the the, the people have a lot of money, they think everybody got a lot of money. Oh, they can afford the gas. Gas prices, it ain't too high. They can pay a little bit more. No, no. But a lot of people now are really oppressed and can't hardly make ends meet. Oppressed. Hmm. pressing the poor people. Making it hard for them. So the word says, Jesus, the Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed and a refuge in a time of trouble. Oh, I got to roll on y'all. First, says, and they that know thy name will put their trust in you. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. And this is why he said you got to uh, uh, always acknowledge him because he said, Lord, you have not forsaken them that seek you. Sing praises to the Lord which dwell in Zion. Declare among the people his doing. Verse 12. When he make it in question, in question for blood, he remember them. Uh, he forget not the cry of the humble. Our Lord will not forget the cry of those hurting humble people. Thirteen, have mercy upon me, O Lord, consider my trouble while I suffer of them that hate me, thou that lifted me up from the gates of hell. So thirteen, here here the writer is saying, David, saying, Lord, uh uh have mercy on me and consider uh the trouble that I'm going through because of the people that actually hate me. There are some people that hate you. and You got to ask God, this. Lord, help me because there are some people that hate me. Look me up. And verse 14 says, that I may show forth all thy praises in the gate of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit uh, that they made in the net which they hid uh, is their own foot taker. So the, 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 the net that they dug in the pit that they dug, they're going to fall in it. Verse 16, the Lord is known by the judgment which he executes. The wicked is a snare in the work of his own hand. Uh, Verse 17, check this out. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. That is so key. That's why we got to always remember God. If we forget God, you are doomed and destined for hell. Verse 18, I love. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. In other words, verse 18 says, God ain't going to always forget about you. You may be going through a little something now, but he said the needy will not always be forgotten. Some folk forget the poor. They forget the needy. They forget the oppressed because they're doing all right. But the Lord says the needy shall not always be forgotten. We are not forgotten. That was a song I said, we are not forgotten. We are not forgotten. God has not forgotten us.'" Okay, the expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. So that the poor man ain't going, you know, his expectation, not going to perish forever. Verse 18 says, Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. There it is. Let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. And verse 20 says, Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nation may know themselves to be but men." And this is what David said, Lord, you let these folks know, these people that are in charge, let them know they ain't nothing but a man. But you are God Almighty on the throne. Let them know they ain't nothing but a man. The president ain't nothing but a man. The government ain't nothing but a man. The mayor ain't nothing but a man. And that's what David said, Lord, put these folks in fear, oh Lord, and let the nation know that they are nothing but a man. That's all you are. We don't serve a man. We serve a mighty God. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna run things by him. I'm going to get his approval on my plans and my decisions, my activities, my goals, because the people that run in this world, they ain't nothing but a man, just like me. You put your pants on just like I put mine on, one leg at a time, okay? Uh, you ain't nothing but a man. So, hey, uh, I'm not going to really look to you because you ain't nothing but a man. But I'm going to run it by God. Lord, what you said about this. Our country, we're heading for a recession. Business is slowing down. I talked to a lot of people. They said, man, the business is slowing down. Uh, and, and, you know, things are getting pretty rough. And uh, But you know what? Ain't nothing about a man. We're going to have to look to God. Let me let me go just a little bit further. All right. I got one other script I want to read. And I'm going to let you go. Uh, Proverb, back to the book back to Proverbs. So I like what David said. Let's folks. They ain't nothing but a man. The president ain't nothing but a man. Whoever the next one's going to be, he ain't going to be nothing but a man. But we, you better learn to run this stuff by God. Man said, well, the economy is bad. Don't do nothing. You better run that by God. Because God, you know what I told you before, the Holy Ghost works better under pressure. God, that's when God really show up and show out. When when man can't do nothing with it, when the doctor can't do nothing with it, the doctor, doctor gave you bad news. And, and when he can't do nothing with it, the Lord said, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Did you run about God? I don't care what the doctor said. The doctor said this. The doctor said that. What did God say about it? You know what? What did God say about it? Brothers, let me tell you something. So, so let me tell you something. You cannot die until God said, come on. Now you chew on that. Just think about that. You and I, we you cannot die because the Bible says death means death is life is in the hands of God. You can't die until God said, come on. And if we die, God said, I'm ready for you. Come on. So I don't care what the doctor said. Well, you ain't going to get well. Or, well, I don't know. Uh, you got you got three months. Who are you? Lord, let these people know they're just a man. They ain't none but a man. A man can make a big mistake. A man cannot uh, uh, determine the outcome, every outcome of a child of God. Man can't do that. So uh, run it by God. And because you might be a little sick now, your sickness, your, your sickness is not unto death. Jesus told a lot of folks in the Bible, your yeah, sickness is not unto death. So you can be sick. That don't mean you're going to die. Oh, I know folks been sick for years. They're still kicking. And I know folks that ain't been sick and they're dead and gone. So don't worry about your sickness. But what, what, what I want you to do is uh, run that by God in all your ways, acknowledge him. So, all sickness is not unto death. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what he told you. You got three months to live. You got uh, 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 so many days. I don't care what he said. Lord, let the world, let the nation know today, none but a man. But but God, my brothers and sisters, got the last say. He's going to have the last say. You can't die till God said die. Death and life is in the hands and the power of God. So a man is just a man. So did you run about God? Well, I've been sick so long and uh seem like I ain't going to get well. Did you get by God? God, God, to let you hang on. Hang on in there and live with what you got. Am not making sense. Amen. All right. Now, where am I at? Probably my last script I'm going to give you, then we're going to pray. Proverbs 11 chapter in verse 5 and verse 6. It says the righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way. The righteousness of a child of God, those that are complete in God, shall direct his way. But the wicked shall fall by his own weakness. In other words, the righteousness of the righteous will direct his way. The way you live in life is going to direct your way in life. If you live a good life, that help direct you into a good life. If you live a bad life, that help direct you into a bad life. So it, it's very important that we uh, always uh, uh, get God's approval. So this is what Proverbs says: the righteous of the righteous will direct his way. So the way that I live help direct the way that I go. The way that the wicked live, helps direct the way that the wicked will go. The wicked will keep going in a wicked way because that's the way he lives. And a good man and a good woman will keep going in a good way because that's the way a good man and a good woman will live. Am I making sense to y'all today? The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. Look at verse 6. The righteousness of the upright Shall deliver them. There it is again. So the way you live has a lot to do with your deliverance coming through. Somebody says, I need a breakthrough, man. Oh God, I need a breakthrough. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but the transgression uh, uh that shall be taken, but the transgressor shall be taken in their own naughtiness. So it's very important that you and I. Live, live, live a good life. Live a good life, y'all, the best you can. Because the, 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 the good life that you live, it plays a great part in how you're going to fare well in life. How you going to do in life. So God's people are a blessed people. And, 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 and you're, gonna, you're just going to be blessed like that. Because the righteousness of the upright shall deliver them. My righteousness is going to bring me out of a lot of holes, a lot of pitfalls, a lot of, lot of, lot of problems. Uh, uh, it's going to deliver me from a lot of snares. So your, your good living is going to deliver you from a lot of pitfalls in life. Keep doing the right thing. Keep loving you from Jesus. And in all your ways, acknowledge him, your plans, your decisions, your activities, and, and watch and see God going to direct you. He's not going to let you make a lot of bad mistakes. A lot of folks, man, I messed up so bad. I messed up so bad the other day. God ain't going to let you make a lot of bad mistakes. Keep doing the right thing because your righteousness is going to direct you and your righteousness is going to deliver you from a lot of pitfalls. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you this evening. God bless you. Midweek funeral. So I hope that helped you out. And so, shed new light on uh, uh, Proverbs 3. One through six, all your ways acknowledge Him. So now I know. Now I I I I I got to run this stuff by Him. I got to recognize Him. I really do. I I'm gonna recognize Him. Like, Lord, I'm gonna recognize You. What You think about this, Lord? Man, you 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 wanna marry? You wanna marry uh, you wanna get married? A uh, married lady? Uh, did you run that by God? Oh man, I just uh she just pretty. I just I just gotta have her. Did, but did you run it by God? Man, that one can be so pretty, and you, you you, oh, my goodness. That's a whole nother message. You'll cry many nights talking about pretty. Run that stuff by God. Run by him. Talk to him about it. So if that's all I, want, I got for you tonight. Can't you talk to him about it? Okay, good. And he's going to direct you. God bless you. All right, God bless you. Let's pray for God's people. A lot of sickness everywhere i'm getting over mine i'm feeling good i don't want to go back to work <laughs> all right but uh that day will come uh we want to pray for those that are sick mother uh smith's son that god will continue to heal his body mother smith family her also in situation going on with her family grandbabies and uh mother powell uh as uh uh visited uh, her family i think a grandson or something of that nature uh they they lost him we praying for the Powell family smith family the Arab family all of god's people i can't call everybody name mother harden family we praying for all of god's people johnson families everybody all of God's people. all of you all that got something for the lord I pray for you every day, every night. I call your name out before God and ask God to help you. Going to work, you gotta be careful. Coming home, you gotta be careful. At home, you gotta be careful. Going up to the store, you gotta be careful. I pray God' hedge and protection be around God's people. The angel of the Lord encamp around about them that fear the Lord. The angel, we thank God for my angel. Watch over us, Lord. Keep us from the hurt, harm, and danger. Pastor Johnson personally thanks everyone for joining us for our midweek prayer and refuel service We are located at 3002 Chelsea Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee Services start at 11 a.m. and we would love to have you as our guest this Sunday Join us, you'll be glad you did